as you hear the waves crashing in the background as I lay here in Jamaica, I am so inspired and so excited to release this interview with Kim Murgatroyd, which was an absolute honor and a privilege not just to interview her, but for her to share her knowledge with me and now with all of you guys. It's truly going to impact you in so many, so many ways. So sit back, enjoy, and here's the episode. Welcome to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. I am Scott Aaron, and each and every week, I am going to come to you with simple, short, and powerful tactics and tips on what you can do each day, each week, each month, and each year to grow your network marketing business, income, and team. And just remember, network marketing is not easy but it can be made easy with simple steps to bring you the success that you truly deserve. Welcome to episode 66 of the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. And for those that are new to the podcast, welcome. And those that are returning listeners, welcome back. And as always, before we get started with today's content, If you are primarily building your network marketing business using Instagram and Facebook, no matter whether you're new to network marketing or you are a seasoned veteran to the industry and you feel that you're not getting the engagement, you're not getting the enrollments or the business growth that you're looking for and you're not yet using LinkedIn, then head over to my website, www.scotterron.net. Schedule a free 15-minute discovery call with me where I can learn more about you, your business, your struggles, and how I can assist you. So in the string of interviews that I've been doing the last few weeks, obviously highlighting all the amazing friends and top leaders that I know, today's guest is no different. Obviously, you heard her bio. And what I love about this woman is the fact that she is family first in everything that she does. And if you follow her on social media, if you follow her husband on social media, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. But as always, I don't want to tell their story. I want them telling their story. So Kim Murgatroy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Scott. I am so excited to be here and I'm so excited for you doing this podcast because you are an amazing trainer and you know what you're doing and everybody that's listening is going to get so much value from you and your guests. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And and I'm just grateful to have you here today. So, so Kim, you know, I have listeners, you know, everywhere. Um, Some are from the opportunity that we share uh, there's a lot of listeners that are outside of our opportunity that, that are not familiar with you. So if you can introduce yourself to the audience, a little basic bio, but most importantly, why did you specifically say yes to network marketing? Sure. So um, my name is Kimberly Murgatroyd, and I'm married into that name <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> that name is um, definitely a great icebreaker, I'll tell you. Uh, but I have an amazing husband. And uh, two children. We have a 21-year-old and a four-year-old. So that's super fun. Uh, they, <laughs> they act kind of the same. Um, my background is in, I grew up in New England. 
in a place called Manchester, New Hampshire. And I've always known that I would probably take a different path in life. I never really knew what that would be. I was always into health and wellness and um, sports. And I just really enjoyed that lifestyle. And um, that was one of my biggest interests. So I was a fitness competitor for um, the better part of a decade and went to school for exercise science, graduated, got a job and hated it. So it was traditional nine to five. Well, actually in my world, it was like 5 a.m. to like 4 Mm p.m. So it was crazy. And I was working in corporate wellness, which I decided was not what I wanted to do. And from corporate wellness, I went, I knew I wanted to serve people and truly make a difference in people's lives and in their health. And I didn't feel like I was doing that in corporate wellness. It felt like glorified daycare to me, um, for adults, I think, um, (laughs) it did. It just didn't, I just didn't feel the impact and I really wanted to make an impact. So I decided to go into personal training and, um, became probably an overqualified personal trainer at the time, uh, with whatever I was doing and loved it. And I really loved working with people that weren't just trying to like get in shape for summer, but really had massive health goals. And that was where I specialized. Um, but that job is again, I'm up at four in the morning. I'm taking my first client at five and I'm not home until nine, sometimes 10 PM. And that was a struggle. And when I met my husband and we started to travel and we had a family, that became an, even a bigger struggle. And so I decided to hang up that hat of in-person training. We built an online um, website and online training business, which was amazing for like a year. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it was so great. And it was like, this is going to be the ticket. And the problem with that, um, number one, is the market began to get flooded with every single online personal trainer in the world. Um, and now things like YouTube and Instagram started. And I, when we started that, I'm talking about like 2006, 2007. So it wasn't the trend, you know. Mm-hmm. But after a little while, it, it became the trend. And Everybody flooded with free content and all of the training programs and like many trainers out there began to be very difficult to make a really solid income. Uh, And I missed that in-person connection because it was all online. And so that was kind of like, you know, a little bit of a downer. And I then uh, had a baby, Sophia, our youngest, four years old now. So four years ago, had a baby some of my friends had joined this network marketing opportunity um, three years prior, asked me to do it. I said no multiple times for three years. Kindly, I used the products. I loved the products, but I did not want to do the business side of this opportunity. And I kind of watched them. And as they got better and got more successful and my ears started to perk up more and perk up more and perk up more. And then I had that baby and I was like, you know what? I think we need to do this. And so my husband and I have this game we call Stupid Idea Time. (laughs) And, you know, nothing without a name. Uh, And basically, we got a bottle of wine. And this is obviously after I had the baby, just for anyone (laughs) doing a timeline here. Um, We sat down around the table, got a bottle of wine and a whiteboard and decided that we needed a um, a different future. He was a chiropractor by trade. He had a medical office for, at that time, like 20 years. And 
he didn't want to do it anymore. He was tired. He was um, listening to people in pain all the time and, you know, we're positive, happy people. And it was just not the way he wanted to live his life. And I had this new baby at home and my online business was, you know, not doing so great. And I knew I needed to find a way to make some money. So I didn't have to go back to work. And we threw up all of these ideas. And the reason we call it stupid idea time is because it's the only time we allow um, every single idea to get put up and no one can say anything negative about it. Mm. So it gives you freedom to blue sky dream without constraints of, you know, reality, let's say. And so we threw all these things up on the board. And because my husband was a chiropractor, he was inundated by every single patient that started a network marketing company in wellness for 20 years. And he had heard everything. There was not a week that went by without a pitch. And so he was very jaded and did not want anything to do with this. And I knew that because we've been watching our friends now for, you know, we had been watching our friends for three years go through their journey and get successful. And he always had something snarky to say about it, you know? So I knew that stupid idea time was my time to put it on the board because he couldn't say anything about it. And there was a lot of really, really stupid ideas though, that it was competing with like, (laughs) like we'll move to California and open a coffee shop for dogs. I didn't know dogs drink coffee, but that's okay. So lots of really weird ideas we tossed up there. Um, And, you know, we woke up in the morning, probably with a slight hangover, looked at the board and crossed off the ones that were just, you know, really not our, our lane and our path and our passion. But my network marketing idea stayed on the board and it was, you know, foreign to him, but he had seen our friends have massive success. And so he was a little more open to the discussion and he said, okay, well, I've never even tried your products. And I had in my cabinet all of these products because I had tried them and loved them. And I said, okay, well, let me make you something. <laughs> and so I made it for him. And he's like, okay, it tastes good. And then after a few weeks of trying it, he was like, okay, I actually really enjoy this. I really like this. Um, I feel amazing what's in it. And then all of those things started. So I, I, right. I had to sell my husband first, right? Um, and so I remember making the phone call to my sponsor, Kathy, actually texting her. She was in um, a big event that, you know, day. And I said, are you sitting down? Because she had been asking for three years. I said, Rob's open to a conversation. And she, she'll tell you the story. And she's like, I remember where I was when I got that text. Um, and it's funny. And then, you know, after that, we put our friends through the ringer. And by we, I mean my husband. With every question, is this a pyramid scheme? Why is it not a pyramid scheme? Is this for real? Can you really make money? Do you have to be start early? Do you have to get on the ground floor? Like all the normal stuff we hear, he had every objection under the sun. He asked him. He got over it. We went to our first big New Year's, New Year's uh, kickoff event, and we uh, came home on fire, ready to go, and uh, never looked back. Amazing. And, you know, we have such similar stories that I didn't even realize that, but, you know, I was, you know, a personal trainer for 18 years and I remember those 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. days. And, you know, when I had my son who's six now, that changed everything for me because you realize that, you know, you're trading time for dollars, but, you know, everyone puts this, this stigma on network marketing. It's a Ponzi, it's a pyramid. 
and they're just taking advice from the wrong people. And, you know, I've always been psychologically unemployable, so I've never had a boss and I always wanted more. And what I love most about network marketing is that it truly is a personal development journey with a compensation plan attached to it. And it's the truth. The people that you see the most successful that I'm understanding now are the ones that work the hardest on themselves. The people that are stuck where they are, not making the money they want, they're still in that dead-end job they keep complaining about, it's because they're not choosing to lean into themselves and become the best version of themselves. And, you know, you and Rob are such fine, fine examples of people that kind of just set everything else aside. You know, you, you stayed in your lane, you focused on what you wanted to do. And obviously, the six figures plus a year you guys are now making with this is just, you know, the compounded effect of the belief that you guys truly had in yourself. So, I just want to say congratulations to you on that. Oh, thank you. I mean, this was, you know, what started out as a, okay, maybe we can make this so now Kim can stay home with the baby because I, I a hundred percent understand that not every mom wants to be a stay at home mom. And there's a lot of people that love their career. And, you know, I look at this at my job in this industry is to help people find what their vision is. You don't have to actually share my vision to be on my team or for me to work with you. Right. And so my vision was to be a full-time mommy. My vision was to pay for my child to go to Montessori school. My vision was to eventually retire my husband and spend an extended time in Europe and then achieve his big goal, which was to move and live in California. And as of, you know, 2018 last year, we accomplished all of that. And we are, as of today, you know, I think as of the airing of this podcast, we are on a plane to Europe for four months and, you know, being able to accomplish all of these dreams and and by holding that vision is just, you know, it's a testament to what you can do in network marketing if you choose to. And I think something that, that needs to be expressed here is that, you know, when you said yes to this, to start the business four years ago. The company that obviously we're partnered with was already established. They were, I believe, 13 or 14 years old at that time. So since reaching out to your sponsor, building this business, how large of a team have you guys been able to grow in those four years? I think the last number I saw was roughly around 8,000. Amazing. And, and, you know, that's, that's, that's 2000 people new a year joining your team. And that, that truly does change everything. So this, this brings me to my next question because, you know, obviously everyone's hearing the success of all these people and they think they didn't struggle and blah, 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 all that, all that noise in their head. But for you personally, you know, outside of talking to Rob to get him on board, which I, I believe spousal support is so, so important. Personally, what was the biggest challenge that you personally faced when you decided to start building? Um, well, let me say one thing with what you just said about 2000, because uh, I, I want to show what a snowball effect this is. I remember that our first year, I think we maybe had 700 people. And then it took us a few years to hit 3000. And then it snowballed to eight. And so it doesn't, it's not like a, a steady grow. It's like, it literally, you share with two people, they share with two people, they share with two. It, it keeps growing. It's that compounded. Is, it's compounded. That's the snowball effect. And so I, I did not, for everyone listening, I did not, under any circumstances, enroll 8,000 people into my business. <laughs> or or 2,000 people a year. <laughs> or any of that. Yeah. I, I have probably only brought in maybe 250 people out of that 8,000. And mm. I just want 
to you to see how this can snowball. Um, but to go to your question about struggle. So this was really funny because my husband's done personal development since Tony Robbins had bad hair and did it like at the annex in New York. Okay. So he, and Rob and Rob has great hair for people Rob that have a, never seen. I mean, Rob's got great hair. Listen, I'll tell you a funny joke real quick. Um, my daughter, my four-year-old, she said, mommy, you work so hard for our family. I said, thank you so much, honey. And <laughs> Rob was there and he looks, he goes, I work hard. And she goes, daddy, you work hard on your hair. <laughs> And I just thought that was the best. And I did not prompt that or feed that line. Um, So when we started, Rob had done so much personal development and, you know, together as a couple, we actually, we had both previously been divorced and we decided to do some relationship work together. So we did lots of, lots of personal development in the world of relationships But I still was kind of new to that personal development world. And I, you know, we look back now and we laugh because Rob, um, one day he was like, Kim, I saw this book. I think you should read it. It's called New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And I said, my earth is fine. Love him. Yeah, except I said, my earth is fine. And I didn't want to read it. So that should give you a a little idea of what my personal development (laughs) mindset was at the time. And, uh, you know, I was scared. I was scared to grow. I was scared to fail. I was scared to struggle. I was scared to look stupid. Um, And I had to get over all of those things very slowly over the last four years and still working on some of them. So, you know, my biggest struggle that I had was the, I did not want to do the consultation calls. Okay. So imagine that as your struggle, right. In network marketing. So you have people that are reaching out cause you're doing social media and they're like, Oh my gosh, I want to learn more. And I was scared to get on the phone. Mm. And so I actually didn't get on the phone and I let Rob do them. And he was more than happy because he's very outgoing and, you know, fun. And he's done way more personal development development than I had. I wasn't a salesperson. I didn't want to be salesy. I had what I realized was a really crappy money mindset and I was really scared. So for a year and a half, I never did calls. I did all of the back office stuff. I'm a great leader. I love leadership and training and all of that. I did all of the team training and leadership. He did the calls. And then we hit a point in our um, journey where he could no longer do all of the calls because he was still working in the medical business and our doctor quit. He had to go back in full time and he couldn't take the calls and do that. And so I was faced with a decision of either stepping up and figuring it out or quitting. And we already had built a six figure business at that point. So I was like, well, I'm not quitting. <laughs> and I got a text from a friend Hey, I have a girlfriend. I think she'd be perfect for your business. She's ready to talk to you now. And out in Rob was at work. And I was like, uh, <laughs> what do I do? Here we go. Here we go. And so I picked up the phone and I think I almost pooped my pants three times. Um, but I'm glad you did not But I did not <laughs> for anyone that cares. And <laughs> I did the call and she enrolled and I was like, okay. And what I realized for me was multiple things. I felt like I was trying to sell people and I felt icky and I felt like if I, if I used all these scripts that it was going to be fake and that was my fear. And so what I, I had to realize and what I decided to do is to go into the call with no expectation of selling them anything. I, and I still do this today. 
I go into every single call, including that first call, because it's the only way I could get on the phone with her, was how can I help her? Mm. And so I come from that place every time I, I, before I do a call, I set the intention of I'm going to help this person and find whatever solution they need. And I started to do that. And I started to get really good at a lot of these calls, so much so that Rob wanted to do a three-way call with me <laughs> to see how yeah. I did it. And so we were on a call one day and the person's telling me all this stuff they want. And I actually felt like they, this was not a good fit for them business-wise. And so I told him that, and I'll never forget. He walks around the corner and he looks at me and he's like, what the heck are you doing? And I was like, I am giving this person what they need. I am telling them the truth. I do not think this is a good fit for them at this moment. And so I feel like when you're able to come from that place of not selling someone and being truly game to do calls purely to help the person and find a solution to their problem, it takes the pressure off of you. It makes you not feel salesy. And it also lets them know through your energy, through your voice, through your confidence that you truly are here to help them. And I think that's the thing that it's the biggest struggle for me. Again, I didn't do a call for a year and a half and I've been doing them ever since. It's it's so important that you just said that because, you know, I mean, I know people are listening to this at a later time, but, you know, even though I have a network marketing business, I have a coaching practice, I, I've gotten better at that, too, because I found myself at certain points in, in any of my businesses that sometimes you get desperate. You know, you, someone's interested, you just say yes for the wrong reasons of bringing them in, and then you regret it. Yes. Then that person's just an absolute nightmare when... You have to be selective. So just to give you an example, there was someone that reached out to me about my coaching and we had a conversation. They're still pondering it. And then they, they came back and they said, you know, uh, you know, do you have a refund policy? Can you guarantee results? All of the, the typical questions that people would ask. And I said, no, I don't. I said, if you follow what I teach you, you're going to get results. And then I said, you know what? I don't need to work with this person. So I sent them a very nice message and I said, listen, I don't convince anyone to work with me or to join me. I want people to want to run with me. So I'm here. My door is always open. You can reach out to me at any time. And I want the listeners to understand, you know, with what you said and what I said, there is such a peaceful power in having the confidence and the posture to be within yourself, to realize the more intentional and specific that you get with the type of person you're looking to either work with or build with, that's when people start showing up. It's, it's when you start focusing your energy on the wrong people that are robbing your energy and stealing your time. And just like you said, running an adult daycare center, that's when you get distracted from building your business and you spend time with the wrong people. And when you can kind of step into that, and realize that you have to get intentional and specific, that's when you start to see the business grow. Absolutely. And exactly what you said with, you know, feeling like you're in that scarcity, because a lot of people come in to this business and they're like, I need to make money. I need to do this. I need to do that. And why didn't I get to six figures in 10 minutes and, you know, all of these things. And they have one, an exaggerated view of what this is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and what is actually possible is there's a story of everybody that, you know, ran up to the top level of the company in, in three days. Sure. But that's not the norm. 
and that most likely is not going to be your story. More power to you if it is, but that's most likely not going to be your story. And so you got to be in this for the long haul and have the right intention around it. And living in scarcity is not it. And also, you know, putting out gratitude and abundance every single day that there's more than enough to go around. And you, if you are truly grateful for the gift that you're given, whether whatever product that you're selling, whatever um, team you're leading, if you're truly grateful for that gift, then you would always want to share it. You have to be in love and obsessed with your product, whatever that is, if you're going to be successful at sharing that gift. Otherwise, you're going to always pull back because you're not all in on your product. Any people-focused business, whether it's network marketing or a brick and mortar or a coaching practice, it's always a human connection-based business. And it's always beyond that, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yes. And I always say to people, you can take the best sprinter in the world and put them in a marathon race and they're going to come dead last. Yep. Because after 400 meters at the most, they are going to burn out. And that's the way you don't want to think and feel that you're going to build a six-figure income in three months. If you want to go play the lottery, I tell people all the time, go to the local gas station, get some scratch-offs, and have some fun. Because that's not what network marketing is. Network marketing is a business. You're building an empire. You're growing a team. You're growing a culture. And that is going to take time to nurture. Whoever's listening to this right now, if, if you have a big team, small team, a year from now, your team is going to look completely different. Who you think right now you have on your team that's running with you, they might not be here a year from now. Everyone thinks that everyone that signs up for this is going to stay forever. You always have to be looking for the next big person, the next person that's going to run with you. Because in network marketing, no one puts in their two-week notice. They just sneak out the back door without telling you. So it's always important to keep moving forward. Absolutely. hundred so percent. That, <laughs> that brings me to my, to my next question. So now that obviously you, you're building your team and someone comes to you and, and, and they want to build, where you guys are right now, what's the typical onboarding process in getting someone starting to build their business? And what has been the keys for you guys to keep people engaged in continuing to build their business? So I think the first place that I start is finding out what their, what their vision is. What do they want? Because without that, you can tell me you want money, but I'm going to ask you why until you give me the reason that is deep down that you truly want to do this. And that vision of how you want your life set up, what do you really, really want? As adults, we don't dream in the same way that we did when we were kids. Even mm. that you did when you were in, in elementary school or in college, you dreamed without limitations. And as adults, we put so many limits on what we think we're capable of, what we think society will accept. What is this person going to think? What is that person going to think? I, you know, I went to school and got this degree and now I'm doing network marketing. You know, all of these things float around your head and impact your ability to dream. And so that's why we play stupid idea time because we pull all of that off and we say, what do we want? What do we just my, myself, my husband, my family, what do we want? And I guide people through that for themselves and find out what did they want? What is their vision? Because 
I need to know that my job as a leader is to hold their vision in a container so they can always have access to it because they, their belief isn't at 100%. Somebody comes in this business and they're like 20%. They get a little success, they're 30%. They get a failure, they go back to 20. They go to an event, maybe they go to 40. Like it, they're not at 100% yet in belief and I have to hold that belief and hold their vision so they have me to support them. And wrap that around them and remind me, remind them of their vision and pour that belief into them. So that's the first thing I do is I find out what do they want and whatever that is, I'm here to support that. So like I said, a lot of people get caught up in, you know, oh, Rob and Kim have a weird life and they're going to go spend four months traveling around the world. And that's just not how my life is set up. I'm like, well, yeah, you don't have to do that. (laughs) You don't actually have to do that. That's how, that's what we want to do. Um, you know, but maybe for, I mean, I've, I have people on my team that they, they're building a beach house fund. They love their life. They love how it's set up. They want to build a beach house fund. I have others that are seeing the long-term vision of retiring from their corporate career in five to eight years. And they're like, this is going to replace the salary that I'm going to have in that time. So everybody's vision is a little bit different. So the first thing is to um, really nail down that vision, because if you don't know why you want something, then when you have the person return the product, it's, you're going to quit. You have to know why. Um, I also set a really realistic um, expectation for them. And I let them know, like, we're so, um, it's so amazing in our, in our company, Scott, that we have mindset training. Yeah. And that teaches you the cycle of growth and how people come in really, really excited. And then as soon as they get one bad thing, they get deflated and then they don't really know what they're doing, but they're really excited, but they think they know what they're doing. And it walks them all the way through until something actually becomes their identity, you know? And for me now, this has become my identity. I don't have to prep to talk to people. I don't, I used to have to, but I don't now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I walk them through that process and I let them know in advance, people are going to say no to you. Actually, a lot of people are going to say no, but it's okay because you're looking for the yeses and you're going on and t- don't, don't take those people that say no and stress on it. Put them on your not now list and move on because they will come back around. I can't, it took me three years. Okay. <laughs> they do come back around. Things change, things shift. Um, so I find their vision. I set them up with a realistic expectation and then we run the tracks, whatever they want. So if someone comes in and they're like, I want 50,000 a year within the next six months, you know, I set the expectation and then we, I say, okay, well, if that's truly where you're running, you know, here's what I think it'll be. But if this is truly where you're running, this is the course we're going to run on. But if somebody else is like, Hey, I'd like a couple extra hundred bucks a month, maybe, you know, earn my products for free. then I have a track for them and I guide them down that track. Um, The biggest thing in my onboarding process is I match energy And I know you'll hear that from a lot of, um, from a lot of elite network marketers is they Mm -hmm. match energy. And I, I just wish I learned that one a little bit sooner because sometimes it's like dragging a sack of potatoes. You want it for someone (laughs) so much more than they want it. Yeah. And you see their potential and you see where they're getting in the way of themselves. And that's where what you first said in this, which is it's a personal development company, whatever company you're with. This is personal development. Network marketing is personal development. You have to do the personal development. So I match the energy. And if I pour into somebody my belief and my 
tips and my strategies and everything, and I am their rock, and they don't show up in the same way, then I can't continue to do that for an extended period of time. So I will guide them. We have amazing training structure in our team uh, that we plug everybody into. uh, But I will run next to runners, walk next to walkers. I will be there, but I need to be able to match that energy to grow my own business, you know, so... And just to interject for one quick second, so sure. you brought up two things. N- number one, I'm a big believer that that actions will always speak louder than words. Don't don't tell me, show me. Exactly. The other thing is this: I live by something called the fifty one forty nine rule. You have to want it fifty one percent for yourself, and I have to want it forty nine percent for you. If those numbers switch where I want it 51% for you and you want it 49% for yourself, it's never going to work. Yeah. Even though you do have to match energy, that person always has to want it just a little bit more for themselves than you want it for them. So that's, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes like, I'll give you an example. The first person that said yes to me for the products, not the business, um, was my best friend. Because you can always count on the bestie, right? Right. <laughs> she was like, sure, set me up with something. Right. And uh, she had four kids and she was uh, working as a nurse. And that's a lot. And she had one kid with special needs. It's a, it's a lot going on in her life. And she's really sweet and really smart and a great person. And people love her. And she had so many of the qualities that I was looking for in my dream team. And so you know, I did keep nudging her along the way. She used the products for a few months, was getting a really great result. Husband started to use products. He got a really great result. And I kept nudging her. You know, you'd be great at this, right? You know that you're going to do something someday with this. Like just gentle nudging along the way, planting the seed, planting the seed. Finally, four months later, she went to a birthday party. Everybody at the party was like, what are you doing different? And she's not, it's not that she had a massive weight loss. She just looked different. She Mm -hmm. looked healthy. She looked vibrant. She had energy. She's got four kids. She had energy. (laughs) That's a big one, right? That says everything. So they, you know, she came home that day and called me and said, okay, I have five people that want this. I said, really? Okay, great. So what do you want to do? And she goes, I don't know. I said, well, I'm going to make this really simple. You can refer them to me and I'll make some money and I'll guide them along. Or you could make some money and I can help you guide them along. And she was like, okay, let's do that one. I'm like, great. (laughs) I'll (laughs) I'll take the money. I'll take the money. I mean, when you put it like that, someone's getting it right. So, um, a year and a half later, she retired from her career as a nurse and she, um, is killing it. And thank God, because after that, and this is what I'm saying about when you go into someone, you're finding a solution and you're, you're setting an intention to help them. Had she never said yes, had she never followed through and had I never stopped nudging, had I stopped nudging her, she has such a dramatically different life now than she would have then, you know, since she's actually gone through cancer and guess what? She didn't have to get up and go to work Mm. while she was going through treatment. She beat it. She's healthy, but she had an income coming in. She could be home with her family and she could be home if she didn't feel good. And that was worth everything. You know, she can be at every kid's event all the time. You know, that is the gift that she was given. She didn't even know it yet when she started. She didn't want it yet. But I could see the potential in her 
and kept pouring that belief into her until she believed it herself. And, you know, I, I have my son every other weekend and every Wednesday into Thursday. And because of the businesses that I now have, you know, I pick him up from school at, at 320 and we'll go to Dave and Buster's in the afternoon or we'll go to the park and I don't have to worry about canceling a client or having to check in on the gym. And this all stemmed from someone asking me one question and they said, what's your plan B? And you hear this all the time. Most people don't have a plan B, but sometimes that plan B becomes your plan A. And that's what happened with me. You know, the intention was for me not to retire from personal training, not to close my last gym. But when I saw the vision of what a network marketing business model could do, people don't understand what residual income is. They think it's a pension or retirement. Residual income is the greatest vehicle that's ever been created. And most people, like I said earlier, are taking advice from the wrong people. So look at the people that are actually achieving and ask them how they're doing it. They're all going to tell you the same thing. They, they, it, it's nose to the ground. You want something bad enough, you're going to do whatever it takes to get it. So this brings me to my next question. Someone that doesn't have an upline like you and they don't have the resources that you now have for your team. So someone that's listening to this, we call them the orphans of network marketing, where there's no upline or downline. They want to build, right? And they think that you know, they, they have to have someone else there. They don't realize they can do it on their own. What would be your number one tip for that person that's listening to this that wants to start building their network marketing business? I would say plug into your company, plug into the events, plug into local events in your area that are going on, whether your team is there or not. I have adopted many orphans <laughs> in, in our industry. And, you know, I'm grateful to be part of a company that uh, leads from the front in the one team vibe. So I know that I can call Scott or Sally or whoever on any other team and ask them questions and get answers and have them do calls for my team and they get nothing from it. <laughs> They're not financially linked, but so many of the big leaders in our company are so willing to give and give and give to anyone in the company because as a company and as an industry, it makes us stronger. And I would say plug into anything local plug into the leaders um, on their social media and watch their social media, watch what they're doing, see how they're doing it. If you can go to their events, find someone you align with in, in your, in your style, in your vibe and what you want to create and go to their event. If you have to fly across the country, that's okay. Yeah. Go to their event. Um, put the belief and the energy into you pick up books like the go-giver Pick up books like Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, where T. Harv Ecker, um, my new favorite, um, The Science of Getting Rich oh, by Wallace Waddles, which was... Kim, that's my Bible. They're, they're, it, yeah. I always say that, so, so people need to understand, I'm glad you mentioned this book. There's two books that I love. One is Go For No, because it teaches you how to fall in love with the word no, because yes is the destination, but no is the journey. And my personal money mindset Bible is the science of getting rich. So what people need yep. to understand, this book was written in 1910. So the language is a little bit archaic, but uh, the, the fact is, is that the secret, the strangest secret, think and grow rich, uh, rich dad, poor dad, all of those books are based off of the teachings and the principles in that book. So I'm so, so glad you mentioned that book. Yes. 
Yeah, it's funny because I, I read it and I was like, okay, every single book I've ever read about manifesting, about what you think about, about, you know, manifesting your dreams, um, all of these things came from this book. <laughs> and so it's amazing to me that this man, Wallace Waddles, true name, wrote it in 1910. So yeah, I mean, pour, put that into yourself, get trained, but don't become, don't, don't go into paralysis of analysis and don't you know, be a consumer of endless amounts of training without taking action, you need to take action. And the best way to learn, it's just like a little kid, right? The best way to learn is by doing it and falling and getting back up and doing it again and never, ever stopping and keep doing it and keep pivoting. You know, this is the biggest thing you can do is personal development and connect with your company and other leaders in your company and just grow it doesn't matter if you have an upline. It really doesn't. Some people have amazing uplines. Some people have crappy uplines. Some people have uplines that have checked out of the business and they're still making tons of money, but they're not actually doing any training. It just depends on where you fall in the tree, but where you fall in the tree doesn't matter because you can still grow. Love, love, love all of that. So this brings me to my final question before we end this incredible epic interview. So compared to what you found in the beginning, now that you're four years in, where you are and as, as established as your guys' businesses are now, what's been the best way recently, now four years in, that you've been able to attract and find new builders? I think that, you know, it, it's a definitely a different world now. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I, I believe is one thing, be who you want to attract. Mm. And find out what makes you different because right now there's a gazillion companies. There's a new one every 10 minutes. <laughs> there's also a million people selling your same product <laughs> and, or, and you can tell me all the reasons why your product is different and that's fine. People don't buy the product. They buy you. Yep. You need to figure out why you're different. Okay. People spend so much time into the endless research of their products and can, regurgitate every single difference between this or that and this or that. Why are you different? And be that person. What makes you different and promote that? How do you show up for your team? How do you show up? Are you the person that's going to show up and pour that belief into your team? That's going to lead from the front and do that personal development. That's going to talk about it. That's going to inspire. That's going to educate. That's going to entertain. Be that person. Because if, when you are you, truly you, then, and the only way you know who you is, is by doing the work to find who you are. Mm. Only then are you going to be able to truly attract the builders that you want to attract. And, you know, if you're in this for the quick money, guess who you're attracting? People for the quick money. Yep. If you're in this for just the recognition, guess who you're attracting? So you need to find out why are you really doing this? How do you want it to do? How are you showing up? What makes you different? And be that person in your social media and more than anything in your daily life, because there's nothing worse than seeing the Sally positive on social media and then meet her in real life. And she ain't so positive, <laughs> you know, 
it's like a catfish on personality. Yep. So it's like a pers- personality catfish. I'm making new term, but it's like a totally different. And I have that all the time. I see people on social media and I'm like, Oh my God, this person's incredible. I meet them in person. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to sleep. Where, where is that person? Right. <laughs> you know, where did they go? And you know, a lot of times it's just, you know, your comfort level or whatever. So that's what I would say. And for, you know, anything just, have that abundance mindset, really do the work on your personal development and don't come from a place of scarcity. Don't come up from a place where it's all about you. This is not all about you. Okay. Your business, I get it, but it's not all about you because you get paid for helping people solve their problems. And so make it about them and serve more people and therefore you will earn more money. Love that success leaves clues and clarity is king. So before we end today's episode, how can people find you on social media and what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, Instagram right now at Kim Murgatroyd and I, good luck spelling that one. <laughs> Probably should have thought gonna, that one. It's going to be in the show notes. It. Don't worry. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, Instagram is the easiest at Kim Murgatroyd and I am happy to connect and share with anybody that is interested. Awesome. Kim, this was such an epic episode. I just enjoy listening to you. So well-spoken so inspiring and it's so apparent and so clear how much of a heart of service that you have for not only the people in your life that you're just friends with like myself, but all the people that you're building with. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, so much love and gratitude for you and you giving your time to the audience today. It's my pleasure. And thank you so much, Scott. And I love what you do. And By the way, for everyone listening, Scott came in and did an amazing training (laughs) in LinkedIn for our team, and our team is loving it, using it, and is over the moon about it. So go check it out if you haven't. Thank you so much for the plug. And for everyone, you know, please leave your comments, connect with Kim, and just remember network marketing, it's not that it's difficult. It can be made simple if you just take those small, actionable steps each and every day to create that success that you truly deserve. So everyone, please enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. So again, thank you so much for checking out today's episode. And if you can go over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave me a five-star rating, write a review, and share this with anyone that you feel could benefit from this, I would be so, so grateful. And again, if you would like to learn more about LinkedIn and how I can personally assist you in growing your network marketing business, head over to www.scotterron.net and schedule a free 15-minute coaching session with me today. Have a great day, and I'll see you guys next time.